What's up, guys? It's James Stewart. You know who it is. I mean, we've done this thing. It's our sixth time. Welcome to Bubba's World. I missed you guys. It's been a while since I've done the recap, the, the podcast, but we back. We back. Finished the Supercross season. I got my boy Roger here. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. He gets to say one thing he can, or James is wrong. He was right. We'll talk about that. I got Cole Beach. Finally, it took me until the last episode. Yeah, Six. I mean, by the end of the season, I'll take it. It's yeah, fine. It's cool. Got Cole here. Roger here, myself. We got a guest coming in here. So it's going to be a good, great show, guys. I'm looking forward to it. And plus, it's just been a while. I miss you guys. So let's get into it. Let's, um, let's just you know, get back into the recap of the season. Like, my pick was right on number one. I'll give you that. And yeah. then, like, I think you might have said somebody was you know, getting the third, but, you know, nonetheless. Did but, I pick Coop to, did I pick Coop to win? Uh, from my memory, I thought it was Coop. At least that's what I said. Yeah, I think, like, it was, it was either Coop, Dylan, or somebody. We had him in there. Yeah, I didn't pick Dylan to win. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh, outdoors. I didn't no, James him. had Dylan as number two, I think. Yeah, and yeah. then Coop three. Yeah. Yeah, and then what, Mookie? I don't know what happened. You said fourth or fifth, yeah. Yeah, Barsha fourth. You know why I picked Coop? I picked him because uh, I fell into the whole, um, like, Truman. Uh, Off-season, Coop's going good. He's, he's really working hard. So I was going on <laughs> what I was hearing. There, everybody's good in off-season, baby. So. I'll tell you that. I won. I went undefeated in off-seasons until that. We always. But that's that's part of, like, your guys around you. Like, I mean, how many times have you ever said, like, damn, James looked bad in off-season? Yeah, on there you gotta hype it up but i i felt like i was kind of like skeptical on coop because as i mentioned i i felt like if he wasn't there to win it he wasn't even gonna get top five on there and it kind of played out like he's just a winner but you know obviously a lot of the other things bike issues there was more going on with the bike issues and blah 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 and all this stuff but yeah, I wasn't too confident on him. It was either going to be a title fight with him and Eli, or which nothing. nothing, and it was more nothing. Uh, but neither one of us picked Eli to be as dominant as he was, and he was pretty dominant. Cole, I got to give him credit. He did come out with Jason. Yeah, he called, he yeah he's called, sneaky one. Yeah, he said he was going to win Anaheim one. <laughs> he wrong, but he did win the next one. So yeah. um, I think he won the next one. Yeah, he did. Um, Oakland. Yeah, but you, I didn't see that one coming. So Cole, whatever your last name is, you got that one right. And then, But that had to be the biggest, I think, surprise. What? Anderson. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I think surpri- Anderson was probably surprised. The surprise that he won as many yeah. as he did. Yeah, I mean, he won more than anybody, right? Right. Yeah, anything led way more laps, I think, than oh, yeah. anybody. Yeah, I mean, uh, who was second? Chase, probably, right? Chase led a lot of laps. No, I, th- I think it's got to be Eli. I mean, yeah, maybe Eli. Uh, but, I mean, Chase oh, is on, third. On laps led, it was yeah, Eli, yeah, yeah. second. You got to be quicker on your feet get the thing. Well, anyways, yeah, so we, we do the recap. And then, obviously, Kristen won the, the West Coast title and Jet won the East kind of saw those coming even though a lot of guys got i thought jet would win the east um but i thought maybe with you know cole he got hurt right cole yeah Colt nichols and colt nichols and yeah justin got hurt so yeah there's a couple guys but it's not surprising those two guys won and malcolm gotta give him gotta give it up to him Stu, brother brother stepped up 
brother stepped up, got him a third place. Now we're going to see what happens next year on there. But, I mean, it's a big jump for him. You know, you kind of saw the progression, reprogression, like, you know, he was fast at the beginning part of the year. And, you know, I'm critical because, like, I see him and I, I see, you know, he's my brother. You know, I give him that brotherly love. Um, but I think for him, uh, you know, it's a big year for him, you know, just to, not even finishing third. I mean, ultimately, like, I think that was just a payoff. You know, it's just like the bonus to it. But I think he's got to be happy um, with the progression of, you know, what it will do for his mindset, like moving forward. You know, I think that's the the biggest thing that you wanted to get throughout the year. You know, in 2013, I think I won one Supercross race, but it was a progression of like I slowly got better all year long. I don't even know what I finished in the series. Um, but getting that win and then being able to compete led me into 2014. So that's what Malcolm was needing to do. And so we'll see how the offseason goes and they get that bike a little bit better and see if he might be a preseason favorite pick. Let's tune back in in December. And- what? You got to be confident. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, you were confident. I thought you were going to be more like, you I know- told you. I've been saying that every show. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. You every know? phone call. You did. Every, every Monday morning phone call. I yeah. Told you so. I told you got to so. bleed a hype. You got to bleed a hype. It was good. No, so uh, for for sure. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for him. I'm pumped but, for him. But the end of the season really uh, was quite the incident between to, for him to get third in the championship. I mean, between him and Barsha and Barsha getting docked 10 points. Yeah. See, I wasn't going to jump into the negative right now. Like I was just going to introduce, you know, everybody's just getting back in, just using back I in. Mean, but I guess day, we hear it was a positive though. You, yeah, it was a positive. You got some new fans, you know, you got some people that was on him and then, you know, uh, bam, bam, when, you know, he did his thing, he did his thing. Um, it was aggressive. It was aggressive. Play it, Cole Beach. Let's 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 replay it. Yeah, I mean it was they ain't nothing really replay besides Malcolm going flying there, but boom! I was waiting for you to just get there. Like I was, oh, see, I was, trying, to, I was, yeah. I was trying to break it down a little bit. No, nah, I mean we can't break it down. We break it down. Like, I mean, you almost got broken, you know. Um I it's it's hard. There's a lot of you know, obviously people were upset. I think people were just like you know, happy, which we all were happy for Malcolm. Like he was riding good. He caught Justin. He made a clean pass on him. Um, you know, but as a racer, you, uh, you understand, you know, like, I mean, Barsha, I wonder what that check is between fourth and third. He was going for something. So even though it's dirty and I don't promote violence and that was <laughs> violent, uh, you know, it wasn't like out of the world. Like, what are you doing? Um, I wouldn't have done it, but you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, he was trying to get that paper. He was trying to get that paper. And sometimes, like, when you can't beat a guy, you try to kill him. And he tried. But, you know, he fell. And then Malcolm came back and got him anyway, which makes it even look worse. Well, he didn't pass him, but he, he got what he needed to get. Um, but well, he finished it off. And I mean, Roger, talk a little bit from even from your opinion. Yeah, on, you were there. Like, how loud that stadium got. Yeah. Denver, I was thinking – Eli's hometown and he's going to wrap the championship. That stadium was so loud. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard a stadium as, as loud as that until this week. Yeah. Salt Lake city was crazy when he would come. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear it on TV. When he would come down that big rhythm lane, the, the crowd could kind of get a good gauge at, at how much he was gaining on them. And they were going crazy. Yeah. I think the crowd was getting excited just like, you know, I was, and even on the TV, they were commentating like, man, I hope like he gets to him. And I knew 
Malcolm wasn't going to hit him. Like, he wasn't going to do anything to him when he got there. Like, I think if he would have, it would have just, it, it would have set him back. And I don't see that mindset. Like, I think Malcolm was racing um, four positions to, to race on there. He was trying to get third in points. And I think the fact is, like, I know Malcolm and I know how he rides when he's trying to, like, attack somebody. You could tell when a guy's racing and trying to catch somebody to, like, hurt him. There would have been a lot more mistakes. There would have been way more aggressive. Malcolm was just moving through the pack, doing his thing, and he was catching uh, Justin, but he wasn't, even if he would have got into it, I don't even know if he would even tried to pass him, on the, honestly. Um, but I, I, I don't, he wasn't going to do anything to him. I was super mad at, at the time when Rance kind of screwed up that lap, but I think in the, in the big picture, it was probably for the best that yeah. he didn't catch him. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I don't know if Justin, it would have been ballsy if he would have passed Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm would have got a bomb and he did it again. That would have been ballsy because, you know, ultimately, I think when Justin hit him and he went flying, I think he maybe realized, like, damn, like, that was all too aggressive. The fans would let me know. So I don't know if he would have done it, hit him again. Um, and especially if Malcolm would have passed him clean. I think if Malcolm went in there and got aggressive with him, it would just open the door up like, hey, like two wrongs don't make a right and Justin's going to try to make a right on his end. But um, I'm just happy for him. He he, composure and all that. I mean, even when Anderson took him out, like you saw his reaction when he when Yeah, that's that why happened. I was stuck on in Salt Lake that when he did get taken out, I thought for sure he was going to kind of freak out and and kind of lose it, but he he didn't. And he kept his cool and, and did what he needed to do. Yeah, he had yeah. a great podium interview. Yeah, I thought the whole night, just the way he rode, the way he carried himself after the race, what he said on the podium, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately, like, I think that's part of, like, you know, growing you know, growing up and, and having something. Malcolm's never been in a position to have something to lose in, in this situation. The last time he had that was when he had this title thing. I mean, yeah, he's had podiums and you know, opportunity to win a race. But I think here is, you know, he, he really wanted to get that third place. Um, Plus, I don't, I don't think you realize, and maybe the average fan, even your contracts were all like just win and bonus, you know, like yeah. just win. Um, but third place, like it it pays a lot of money. Yeah, no, but I realize it because, I mean, uh, you know, I was there. I see it, you know, I, I know. But you're right. I also think that's a mindset of, um, you know, again, like I think you got to take things in perspective. Like, you know, the bonus money between Justin and, and Malcolm's getting third place to fourth, there's probably a big difference. I know it is, um, in Malcolm's contract. So it is, they are racing for something compared to like maybe Eli's or my, myself, you know, that it wouldn't make no difference. If I don't have a chance to win the race, then I didn't get anything for it. It becomes pride at that point. Um, so that be, them being aggressive, um, I can see that. And I think that's why Malcolm, you know, took and looked at the bigger picture. Uh, like I'm being behind him. I showed him. I caught him again. And, you know, the fans, like, I, I don't need to engage him because yeah. I've already won um, in the sense. And and I think that's a, that's a part of like growing up. You know, I think even what happened to him and Anderson, you know, I think that was still like having a chance to win and not being there enough to maybe like, you know, you're pissed off having your first chance to win. I think if that Anderson thing would happen, like at this race, he might have reacted differently yeah, um, no, on that. that. And yeah, that's, you know, that's the mature, that the matureness that might have a chance to win a Supercross title. Like that's what he's got to get to. And 
and not be so emotionally up and down. And so that was a good, um, you know, that's, you can only do that after doing certain things over and over. And then that, that building and, you know, like I said, you got to slowly stack them chips, you know, perspective and all that. That's what you kind of see. So at Salt Lake, it accommodated to like, I think what we have. And, and I think the fans and they were excited for him to catch Justin and possibly knock him down, you know, even, you know, Ricky on TV and the guys, they were excited because they didn't know either um, from past history. Malcolm would have blew his ass out of the water if you'd have caught him again. But I think, um, you know, this is what we wanted to see, like as far as the sponsor and his brother, like that showed me more with him, um, you know, moving in for next year. So, yeah, it'd be good. So congratulations to all of them. Eli, uh, again, um, Jason killed it. He won last, what, four in a row, four or five in a row. And he was clearly the best um, out of everybody. You know, he was gone on all those. I think the biggest, like, who who do you would say your biggest disappointment of the year was? Oh, Cooper, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And the biggest surprise would be Anderson, I would think. I also agree with that. Yeah. No, good picks. Good picks. Um. What was your biggest letdown of the season? I would also argue Dylan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, I, he ain't raced. I saw that coming. The first practice, I think I said in another show, Anaheim won, and yeah. one of the practices, he was on the board, and I'm like, oh, man, he, maybe Dylan was should have been a pick. And then. Yeah, I was wrong on that one. Yeah, I was wrong. But I, he's, I, he, he'll be just fine outdoors. Yeah, it's funny. You, I, you'd be wrong on certain things, but also see it coming. You know, like I th- that makes sense. Like I, I was wrong. I thought like the outdoor season would make him stronger. Carry that over. Then carry that over. Like to really compete for the title. Like you know, you just fight through it. But then when I saw him rolling through those whoops at Anaheim one, like, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, like the, all right, maybe that was just a, first a nominee. Yeah, and I'm like, first all right, and then he did it again, and so it's not. It's not surprising. Um, so, what's the reverse of that? If if you thought uh, if, if you thought Dylan was going to carry that momentum from outdoors into Supercross, what do you think? Like a guy like Anderson will do to carrying outdoors? That, yeah, carrying that. I don't know. Like uh, I I don't know. Good question. By the way, Raj, See, <laughs> you know everybody's we all improving at the end of the year. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Jason, like, I, I can really honestly tell you, I don't know how he's going to do outdoors because he hasn't raced it that much. And he doesn't have a win outdoors. Yeah, well, that'd he change. Doesn't have a change. That'd nope. change. Well, he doesn't have a single 451? I don't think so. I thought uh, he won got, one. I maybe a moto think, yeah. here there. I mean, even yeah. smooth criminal guy wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that'll for sure change. He'll change this year. And I think, you know, being on a new bike and all that, like, I think that was, it's going to, um, help him like uh, kind of for maybe forget the past forget that he has doesn't have a win um because he's on new team and all that and the kawasaki's obviously being good outdoors eli you know winning titles um so i, I that's going to change 100 percent this year i'm with i can almost maybe maybe pick him per title outdoors just because I, i'm not sure what eli's going to do i'm not sure if he's going to be in it for the whole time uh, especially with his knee and winning the title, don't don't be fooled. Supercross is what you want to try to win on there, and I think like him being at his age and you know he's racing one more year and it'd be Supercross only, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, if the outdoor is there, I, he'll, he'll go for it. But I don't, I don't, I think if, if things are rough and his knees bother and I don't see him finishing it, um, I think he'll just get yeah, fixed same. up. So if I'm looking at everybody else, um, Cooper's not racing chase. Um, I, I just see like it, it'd be Anderson and Dylan and maybe I'm forgetting somebody else, but I think it, it would be those two. And if I had to pick right now, um, I, I almost, I almost got to say Anderson, Anderson oh, would get it. Said that, um, and on there, but again, I, I think, you know, it's a new start. You know, there's only, everybody wants to win, but only like if maybe three or four might believe they got a chance to win. And I think my biggest disappointment or I wouldn't say disappointment, but I'd say chase to me in Supercross. I yeah. think the, as many laps as he led, many opportunities he had to win. Um, he only got one win. and He only got one win? Yeah, yeah San Diego. Really? You know, and he was leading about like two or three other yeah. ones at least. Yeah. Was but but yeah. I, I mean, in like I kind of told you that like if he was up front, like he's he's good. Like he can get away from those guys. Like he win, win a bunch of races. I think every race that he won or was leading, he whole shot he was up front but i think the being able to come through the pack and all that like um you know he's still learning on how to do that so um i thought there was a clear good chance for him to be able to win like once eli went in championship mode i thought he would have a chance to you know beat him and jason they was mono mono and jason you know ran away from him, did what he did so we'll see um to backtrack a little bit about malcolm at salt lake actually want to bring this up roger whether it was just him what about the mascot oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um did you see this james i saw it on tv i was <laughs> like what oh, who what that's like the old mcgrath one ain't it yeah yeah so here huh. it is. right there yeah. so as much oh. as i'd like to take credit for it yeah. jeremy oh that's it. you yeah jeremy did it way back why'd you do yeah. one to me man i mean jeremy was there before you know what up well the whole the concept of it with today was for uh for COVID, when we, we couldn't sign autographs, so <laughs> we'll get a, a stand-in. But it took forever to get the thing made, and so that was the first time it popped up. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering. Uh, the, my uh, my kid was like, "Dada," <laughs> uh, was like because long hair and stuff. Like, no, uh, I don't know who that is. So I yeah. actually I actually called uh, MC's guy and, and asked him who, who made that. And uh, yeah, he, is that he, Romeo? Uh, no, uh, he actually made it. Uh, I think he said Disney made it for him. Hmm. Um, so I called Feld and Feld's Disney on Ice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, their costume. That's what's up. Made it for him. Yeah, I mean Feld, jack of all trades. And yeah. I'll give you credit. It looks, it looks better than McGrath's. Well, truth be told, when I so the the place that they made it, it's just here in Orlando. Hmm. So I went down to see it before we picked it up, and uh, when I first saw it. He had a gnarly receding hairline. Huh. I'm like LeBron hairline. Huh? I'm like, bro, you got to pull that up. You got to pull it up. So we made a little adjustments, and yeah, I think it looks. Yeah. It looks well, like when it. when they <laughs> released it, like or like showed it to the public for the first time, it was like I think it was during last qualifying session, and so Roger called me down. And he wanted me to kind of go with him as as the stand in walked out into the pits over by the Husky truck and. We, it was probably, I don't know, we would say 500 feet that we had to walk to the yeah. Husky truck. And he was getting, mascot was getting stopped every 
five oh, steps. Yeah. Just people, uh, little kids give wanted. Me, give me a little love. On that. <laughs> kids wanted photos. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think of that. Like, I mean, kids. That's why they love Disneyland. They actually think the costume guy is, you know, Roger the Rabbit. Well, there were a lot of people. Oh, yeah, there so, were so many people that so were many, like, "Is that Malcolm? Is that James?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, people, well, all right. So, so my, my kid wasn't like tripping when he said that. He was like, Dada. <laughs> like, nah, Dada's right here, son. Like on there, but. No, that's that's cool, and you know, and then the guy who's wearing it is uh, that ain't you, Shane McElrath's mechanic. <laughs> Clearly, he wasn't working that day. He wasn't working that day. Yeah. Yeah. He just he walked by the husky truck and he he wasn't wearing a team shirt. So I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, Nothing. So I'm like, let me borrow you for like an hour. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> he was, hey, we he all was family, stoked. right? We all work at Give him credit. But he was stoked though. I didn't. I didn't actually see him out for opening ceremonies until I rewatched the TV program. So I didn't know he went out onto the track and was like, he gave Malcolm a fist bump or whatever. Yeah. The only regret I, I wish I would have made one for me. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh no. Go ahead. I wish I would have made Malcolm take his helmet off during opening ceremonies because those photos of him high fiving the mascot. Oh. Uh, hmm. uh, but I, I think I talked to Prater earlier this week. I think they're going to make it mandatory. You can't wear your helmet. In opening ceremonies. Really? Yeah. Because you always did. He always wore his helmet? Yeah. But for me, I, I think it's like a, a chance to connect with the fans and like show you, your, your face, you know? Yeah. Well, you've um, never been booed either. Yeah. But dude, you've never been booed really either. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Where? I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of places. I mean, Redbud, they booed me. I my homie don't know. Um, they ain't booing well, during opening ceremony. They ain't booing me like Barsha got booed up there. Ooh. Like, they, like yeah. you know, it's, it's, Black Life Matters. Well, I think... <laughs> it's uh, the wrong time to be doing that. I think it's different now because not everyone's hitting the finish line during opening ceremonies. Yeah. Like everyone's just rolling around, really. If there if there's a guy that's doing a knack-knack or something over the triple, then wear a helmet. But I, I agree with that. Would and be- opening ceremonies now, it isn't like when, when you raced. Like back then, we almost put just as much time and effort into the video, what song we're going to come out to. Now, oh, man. Now, it, now they just come out because it's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... It definitely ain't because, but I think they're working on it. I think they they know. And they yeah, know. I, it was it was dangerous. Like I mean, you ride around, you can't see. They got a flashlight, you know, that big old spotlight in your eyes, and all the rocks and stuff on that concrete. Like there was many times I almost fell. All the wires. Yeah, and- like you hit that, like fall over and knock myself out. So yeah, I did it because like I one, I'd be scared of the the, the pyros. The flames and stuff. Well, a helmet ain't gonna save me for that. No, they gonna blow my head off. You know, you turn, get neck burn <laughs> on another level right there. Uh, you're gonna get that e, that Eli one, that whole third degree burn. Yeah, I, I just think like I, I was scared, like not to. And every once in a while, I might hit like a little double or something like that. But I mean, back then you had to step up because you had K Dove jumping yeah, across the whole damn stadium, you know, with these you know transfers and stuff. But yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, and but yeah, I think it was. Yeah, mandatory. I don't know, but mand- but kudos to Roger. I give him credit. Yeah, I give him credit. Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. I thought it was there. I just thought they busted out. But you flew down here to do that. Well, 
I know you got to get him on that. the show more now. Yeah, if he's flying you down, come down, you come down here, you get like a mascot. I stopped at that place on the way home one time. Now I don't remember that. Now I don't remember that. I was taking you to the airport. <laughs> I got to check the charges. When when did that come out? Oh, you don't want to see the charge <laughs> oh, for that. Man. You do not uh, want to see the charge for that. Budgets. Yeah. Cutting back on that. But it was cool. But he got third place. So, you know, hey, mascot. And he got on the podium. Yeah. So I think that just kind of added to his fan base when. Yeah. You know, during the day, people see yeah, that they they're were, all stoked on him, and then were, at <laughs> during the night. Yeah, remember Romeo? He said that a long time ago. Oh, did Romeo, did Romeo make that? No, he was saying, "Dude, you need to get a mascot like Jeremy." He's like, "I'll do it. Like I'll walk around." And you know, we just never did it. But yeah, just awesome. I'm sure. Maybe I don't know. Felda makes some more for yeah. some other guys, but yeah, they should be. I mean, they should have a, all of them: top riders, mascots, and then you know, the kids. They they would take an autograph by that dude. Only, oh, yeah. well, only a couple cried, like a couple, a couple. He oh, doesn't from like being scared. Predator, yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. Well, a couple we, were like, "What the is yeah, that?" Yeah. yeah. Well, it was hard for him to see too, so you can't really like. Uh, yeah, the dude was too, like sketchy. Walking. Be too interactive while you're walking. You're yeah. kind of like just like a menace walking through the crowd. Yeah. yeah no, it's it's cool. They should make them. Um, Make them all on there, and then like have they should have all those guys like sign autographs. That way, it would take some of the pressure, the pressure off the off. riders yeah. on, on doing that. You know, yeah, even just like a fifty-one for Barsha or twenty-seven for Malcolm. Like I don't know, like even a simple number. To yeah, break it down easier. Yeah, just make them like all mascots. I mean, Disney on ice. You know how many uh, how many princesses it is at Disney World and uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. They they. One bucks get tired, the other one comes in. You know, yeah. so you get them all mascot. But yeah, no, you see them; they do it at the baseball games and mascot runs. Yeah, now make Sports Center, so it's doing something. But now that's cool. So yeah, the the picks were right. I was right. You were wrong on everything else besides one. You know, give you that credit. But he stood behind his guy, and it paid off. Oh, it paid off. Yeah, he did. Oh, wait till next year. Yeah. Oh boy. He's you calling got it. it. He's calling it already. Can we can we get a future? Like I mean, you know come, where we know where we're headed. Number one? Uh, Champ. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, oh man, we're gonna have to timestamp this. I was already uh, we're thinking, gonna write it on the board. We're gonna start thinking, putting these things on the board. Who has there ever been a 450 champion that hadn't won a race prior to that season? Of him of him winning a championship? Only well, a rookie. Yeah, rookie. Dungey. Dunge. Jeremy McGrath. Well, maybe he won't. No. no. Yeah. yeah. Just Dunge. McGrath, 93. Yeah, I guess that, yeah. yeah. So two. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah, no, Ricky won in 2000. 2000 yeah, yeah, 2000, actually. He won Daytona. So you were close. Then, then he won the title next year. And then the following year. Yeah. Mm. And when he won, he won like 11 or 13 out of like 16, one lot of them. I guess all thought but, I was crazy for third, but but if you had to pick right now, James, Supercross next year. Um, I don't think Eli will repeat. I don't think he will. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, it just got to fill out. I mean, I I think what Eli did this year was special. Um, you know, I think, and, and as dominant as he was. I I don't I don't know. I, that's kind of hard to repeat on there, and I think that this title solidifies a lot for him, and he's already somewhat committing. To, I think last year, next year is his last year, 
He's already committed to half the season. So even though he's committed to it, I don't know how much he's committed to it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and missing the outdoor season, don't take it lightly. It will, it, it will hurt. It will hurt him on there. Um, taking that time off, he's got to get back in the, the rhythm of things. So if Jason races the whole outdoor season going into it, he might be, um, my, one of my title favorites, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be more open next year than this year. Like I, I, I think you can have Malcolm, Chase, yeah, Jason. Um, I don't know about Cooper. I don't know. I think. Well, he's I, back under the Alden program. Yeah, and another. Yeah, but a few I mean, more months on that with that bike to, to get yeah. it better. I, I think Cooper twenty three's got to be better than Cooper twenty two. I got to fly, but it must smell like shit. <laughs> Are we all talking that, shit over here? Work we did this morning. <laughs> you know, I've been doing this all. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited to to be about be about that. I mean, who's moving up? Anybody moving up? Craig? Yeah, Craig's moving up. Yeah, so Craig rumored to go to Husky, right? Yeah, but that's not till next year. Mm. No, right. For Supercross, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got six months to to get that. I think next year's Supergirl season is going to be wild. I think it's going to be a lot of. Uh, it's going to be open. It's going to be open. I don't. I don't. I won't see a dominant guy, and that's crazy to say. Like after what we just saw this year, but as good as Eli was, and as many races like when he was winning, he was like better than everybody else. That difference, it's not a big difference on there, and. You know, as much as I talked about his bike setup and all that, there's still not a big difference between um, him and like everyone else on there. Well, so I, I guess to, to make to make that to make a to catch up to him. I guess that's what I mean. Like when he was racing, his bike setup looked better. Um, he was riding well, and even when he was winning, it wasn't like he was blowing the guys away with speed. He was just blowing them away with like how easy it looked and consistency, but. It wasn't like a, um, like, damn, like there was a huge difference. Like you visually can watch him doing something that no one else could do, or there was a big separation. Um, and I think over the off season, I think everybody would another year on the bike and then with some more motivation, whether it's Cooper or, you know, Jason coming off of, um, you know, Supercross way, way into Supercross season. If he gets through the outdoor season healthy, I just think that that difference is going to be a lot closer and I think everybody that goes in there will can will feel like they'll they can beat Eli still on there. I don't think anybody would go in there thinking that he's just better. And I I think at one point this year it, it became Eli was being so consistently. I think they started feeling like, damn man, we can't beat the guy um, on there. But I think moving forward that watching it as an old racer and stuff, and I think those guys feel like this is that he's not unbeatable even though he was somewhat unbeatable this year. I think it was more just, yeah, he he may have not been lights out faster, but it was also just him limiting his mistakes. Yeah, plus two, he, he had that huge point lead, you know what I mean? So it, he didn't well, really have to. Well, I mean, he got that because he did it, like, on there. Like, I mean, he made that. I mean, Because Anderson would kind of throw away. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying you kind of ride different when you know you, you have that that big of a points lead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the good thing for him, like 
he didn't have to ride much different like on there. I mean, he, the last few races, I mean, he hurt his knee. To be honest with you, like, you know, I, I didn't know he hurt his knee like his thing as bad as they said he did uh, just because of what I what I seen like for practice and stuff. Like he looked like he was always going out there to fight, to win. And if the circumstance wasn't there, he didn't do it. But it never looked like he was injured and he couldn't do it. Um so he ended up getting six because Cooper, like, and those guys passed him. He was like, I just finished this off because of his points lead. But I never watched him in race where it looked like, damn, he physically, like, looks hurt on there. So when, you know, I did the recaps and talked about it, people were like, oh, he's hurt. I guess I missed that point because when I watched <laughs> him in practice and the, the way he rode in the heat race at, uh, at the race before in Denver, he didn't look hurt to me on there and maybe he was hurt but not limited he still could have won the race if he needed to win the race yeah but we talked before this just like you were saying in what 08 you raced that whole outdoor season hurt yeah yeah um yeah so, so in 2007 i blew my acl out at washugo over that rock i was winning the points lead um winning a title blew my acl out uh langston won it that year and then Doing my practice on preseason before 2008 Supercross season, I blew my ACL out again, my other one, uh, and ended up racing the first three races, one, one, second, another, and, and then the next one was popping in out of place. So um, we had surgery, rehab. That's when I went 24 no out uh, for outdoor, but I blew my ACL out again uh, in between Colorado. Yeah, uh, in between, I think it was the, one of the races. But nobody knew that. Nobody knew that, but Eldon, yeah. yeah, I blew it out again here at the house. And there was three ACLs in, in a row that would have cost my seasons. Um, and so I sucked it up, and I was like, dude, we're racing. So if you remember, I didn't race, I didn't ride practice that night practice at Colorado because I couldn't even walk. I was uh, My knee was jacked up, swollen up. And so I ended up finishing that year. It was torn blown out it was popping in and out of place same thing was happening outdoors but just because you know racing outdoors the g-force between hitting supercross uh, rhythm sections outdoors kind of allowed me not to have to do it every time i landed i just had to worry about ruts and stuff which it happened a lot um <laughs> so i got through that but then i switched over to yamaha and I, I needed to get it fixed but i couldn't do it moving into that so but it's still torn at this moment but what we, what we did was strengthening as much as we could during that whole off season and, and um, my knee braces and all that I tried to tighten things up so it didn't happen. But yeah, I, I blew it out um, in outdoors like three seasons in a row. So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. But to Eli, um, from your experience, like, so now he's supercross only for 23. Is that a hard convincing to do to a team like how do you think that conversation went like why what's oh, his they probably told him well to do supercross only yeah i think yamaha told him they want to see that number one play on that bike i think they i think he was borderline like gonna retire i don't, I don't think if he'd have won this supercross season he probably would have retired go home even that too like i wonder sometimes like at this point in his career like what what's his motivation yeah you know what i mean yeah and i see eli like you know, of course, like he he's into winning races and you got to be into whatever you do, the love for it, to to be a champion and dedicate your whole life to go racing. But I don't think he's I don't think he's chasing records. So him walking away at 44 wins or five, like I don't think he would be like, I got to go back to get James. Yeah, I don't think he really 
he cares, but he doesn't care to that point. So I don't think that's why he came back. And I think Yamaha, like since that, like he was obviously had a great role. He's enjoying the team. Um, we'll see if he ends up racing the full outdoor season or get his knee fixed. But I think Yamaha probably saw that and was like, look, you don't have to race outdoors next year. So if you want to come back, you can just dedicate yourself to Supercross. And that probably sounds pretty good to him. So, uh, but that being said, I know from firsthand, as much as you tell yourself that, like racing supercross only is you can just dedicate all your time to supercross and just all yeah. that it changes something in your head like it changes it and i think that it, it's if you already kind of maybe one toenail out possibly i can only see how that would affect me even more being like all right i'm into this thing um but if things aren't going right then you know yeah whatever so i don't think him racing supercross only is going to make him better on there but i think it was a way to keep him from retiring and i think yamaha seen that so um you know we'll, we'll see we'll see so that's why i'd say like i don't i don't i think that gap considering everything that's put the um uh, put together um i don't think it's as big as what it looked like for a while there but if he goes out and waxes everybody ass like he did the supercross season outdoors going next year i might still say the same thing but i think it would be more i think if he does that then i would pick him to win i would pick him to win the title but if he doesn't race outdoors um and he gets his knee fixed then i don't i don't think i don't think i would pick him to win the supercross 23 yeah yeah i mean if he does it wouldn't surprise me but i could see him not winning Um, i know yamaha doesn't care if he races outdoors or not um i don't think any people know but uh when malcolm signed his husky deal yamaha wanted to keep him and they were they were willing to offer him a two-year deal supercross only yeah um and yamaha said it, outdoors wasn't that big of a concern to them yeah i mean i think yamaha um you know the, i hate to say it the money's the, the money's here you know you gotta have you know the uh hamburger and cheeseburgers to to be able to get the filet you know (laughs) you gotta gotta have it so like you the supercross only is where like the the money and and where the new sponsors and stuff comes in like as far as money wise but you know outdoors is is key to our sport for every rider like it's a i think you have to have that outdoor which i've i've i felt that i uh, went through it outdoors is very important um so but that being said, if you're in the end of your career and if you're a sponsor looking out like Yamaha, you already got the number one play. Uh, your 250 class is pretty damn dominant. They're going to respond. They're good with Dylan. They're good with Dylan. And so if you're trying to get a rider um, that could bring you a title like Eli or even, you know, but Malcolm, you feel like you can change him, then I could see why they would offer him that. Um, and when they say it's not important, I wouldn't say it's not important. I said it's not the most important yeah, thing to right. them. And if that's what's going to make the difference, then I think they will uh, bend back to it. But I don't think it's Yamaha. I think it's everybody. I mean, I've had that conversation with Suzuki. So, um, you know, and people don't like to hear that. But it, the truth that's is the truth. Ev- everybody's different. Nobody's saying it's not important. It's just when you're trying to accomplish certain things, there's ways to get there. And maybe Supercross only is a way to get there. And, you know, I think Eli and, He's done enough to be able to like, get that, um, have that opportunity. And I look at it as like if I think if Yamaha would have told me he had to race outdoors next year, you probably wouldn't be seeing Eli racing this year. So, yeah. you know, but 
for us fans, you know, we've got plenty of guys that's racing outdoors and I think it's going to open up the series next yeah, year. Yeah, speaking of that, what about Dungey, Caroli? How do you how do you think they're going to Well, before we do that, let's take a quick break. All right. And we'll come back and we got to bring our guest in here and then we'll talk about that one too. So, we'll be right back. Hey guys, we're back here, and I want to introduce a special guest of mine, Mr. Eric Pernard. I'm sure a lot of you guys know who he is, but if you don't, we're going to have to explain that today. So here with my boy Raj, of course, and Mr. Eric Pernard. How you doing, Eric? Doing great. So good to be back here. Yeah, it's been a, I mean, when, when was the last time I seen you? It's been a couple years since I know, I maybe th- Bercy or... I think the last time we were here working together was... Uh, uh, prior to some Australian Australian oh, yeah. venture that didn't work out. But that's uh Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was about seven, eight years ago already. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You probably see Raj more often oh, yeah. at the nice. races stuff. We, yeah. I mean we live in the same state yes. and it's like my neighbors. Like I yeah, they live in my neighborhood but I never see him. So <laughs> I, I see him yeah at least once a month. Talk to him probably what? Once a once a oh, yeah, week, once a week. Really we, we enjoy each other with Roger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I offered him to take my guest house already. I said, we work so much together. I might as well move in. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're trying to get him to come down here more often because, you know, he's it's for the moment. But no, it's good. So we, I've been working with Eric um, for, for what, six months now, maybe a little bit longer on this uh, new adventure, this e Explorer. So I thought it'd be better to have him come in, the man himself, and kind of explain to all of us, um, you know, what's going on and how. This is a uh, a new adventure for me and then also for the sport and just it's exciting. It's exciting. When I first heard about it, an opportunity to race across the world and, you know, again, the the electric motorcycles, all, all this stuff, everything's, you know, moving towards the future. And I think it'd be good to, you know, kind of get into that and explain, you know, why, why I'm involved and but the whole concept of the racing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think there's nobody better to explain it to than, than Eric. Yeah, you know, it's uh, electric racing has been something in my blood for a long, long times. You know, it's just, uh, it's funny how, you know, I, in 2008, I created the first uh, motocross, electric motocross bike racing as a sideshow at Minimoto in Las Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had guys like Emig and Tortelli racing it. Yeah. And uh, they, we all loved it. It was kind of like a, a novelty. Which you bike know? was that? It was uh, on Zeros oh, and Quantias, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so Swiss bike. Funny, I mean, Zero was US and Quantia was a, a Swiss-based company. And the bikes were not very exciting to ride, you know, have to be honest. I mean, the, the electric power was there, but it was not, you know, the frame. They were too much mountain bikes. Yeah. So that was kind of like the first, uh, first time I put my toe in the, the electric uh, ocean. And it was a, it was an interesting venture, and then then after that, you know, uh, Alta came, yeah. and um, you know they knew my my interest in uh, in that type of motorcycles, and uh, they called me in, and uh, we did a lot of great things together, which in my in my eyes uh, culminated at uh, 
Straight Rhythm with mm. Josh Hill about mm. five years ago. Yeah, yeah, remember that. Yeah, mm. that's uh, that was really something super exciting. And I remember talking with Josh, you know, like a couple of months prior, and say, "Hey, will you will you race Straight Rhythm on electric bike?" He says, "Yeah, just make the whoops a little bit mellower." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was that was kind of like the peak. After that, we did we did some super cool stuff in the enduro world with electric bike. We went to Erzberg, you know, we uh, we put the, the Alta on the, on the podium at uh, at the at the enduro cross championship, and uh, and then you know Alta went out of business, COVID hit yeah. and kind of like went quiet for a while yeah and uh, a couple of years ago i could feel like the the vibe was coming back you know so much energy in in the car industry around around the the you know the electric mobility that i i felt like something was right and uh you know a couple of years ago i got a call from uh, val the founder of yeah. uh, of uh, e-explorer and um i've known him for 12, 15 years, you know, when he was a kid, he was a trial bike rider, super, super cool kid. Uh, he was studying in US. He oh, you've known these guys that long? Yes, I, yes. I yeah, I so I'd say, so it's, that's so funny, but, you know, knowing each other, you know, like we've known each other for a long, long time, all of us here. And, uh, and Val, uh, you know, he was, he was a student in US, you know, and he, get, he got back to Europe and then he started to work for that new series called Formula E. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's, that sounds gnarly. I'm, I'm interested to see about Formula One, you know, with electric engine. And he was one of the first employees. He worked there for several years and he's still a motorcycle guy at heart. Yeah. He's a dirt biker at heart. And, uh, you know, just at the beginning of COVID, he gave me a call. He said, hey, I think it's time. We, we're going to do an electric bike series. Would you like to be part of it? And, you know, obviously I could not resist. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was uh, the first one to, to smile about the idea and, and to, to make it happen. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, like, just giving a little bit of background, like, when I first, when Roger first came to me and he, he brought it up, like just having you be a part of this makes it authentic. You know, like I think, you know, maybe I didn't do a good enough job of kind of introducing like, you know, your background and how like, you know, value have been, been into the motorcycle industry, like, you know, a part of my career, but just in general, like the sport. And, um, Eric's been that guy from, you know, when I raced over any overseas stuff, like it just always seems like there's anything new, um, you know, pushing forward, like it's Eric's involved in it. And so to have Val and, and those guys come to you and, um, and have you be a part of it, it's like, you know, those guys coming to me and asking me to be a part, it just makes it authentic. So, um, it's, it's cool. That's why when he mentioned it to me and he told me who was involved, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, it wasn't no, well, I mean, I mean, what if this, I think it's, uh, it's just, it just a credibility, like what you, what you've accomplished and been in the industry and just Thank what kind so of person much. you are. So Thank you. Um, and I, we were, just in this corner here, we have something together. You have the trophy. Yeah. I told you. I want that trophy yeah. back, yeah, no, <laughs> but it's you, yours. <laughs> but last month when, when Davey was here, we, we brought up the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of, of moto. But I think if we did a Mount Rushmore of industry people, I, I think you'd be on that. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, I for think, sure. I, but I, I don't think that maybe the casual fan wouldn't maybe, but people in the industry, like 
I think you'd be real G's moving silence. Yeah. That's yep. what he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are way too kind, but just, uh, just for all the listeners, there's only two things I wanted to do in my life is to be in America because it's the greatest country in the world and to be in motorcycle racing. You yeah. know, so that's, that. yeah, that was a very simple business plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, it worked out. It worked out. So no, it's a, it's an honor to have you on, um, and be a part of this thing. And, and again, like, it's just, there's a lot of questions that, you know, even today, like we, we all have. And, and, you know, I think with any kind of change or direction and, and especially like with me, like I, you know, I've been quiet last few years. So just doing, um, anything new, you know, being back in the industry, it, it needed to make sense. And this yeah. to me made sense. And just being a, a dad now and, you know, looking at the world different and, you know, with everything, COVID, you know, sure. I, I can't ride motorcycles in my neighborhood, but I can ride electric bike. And yes. so that's what I thought about. Uh, first thing I thought about when we, uh, when we brought this up. So it was a no brainer to me. And then to deal with like you and then Val and Yanni and, and just their background and the opportunity that they, they presented to me and just everything they've done. It was a, I just felt like the moto industry was looking, um, not looking for something to replace anything, but looking for an opportunity to create more eyeballs and, and viewers and, and ultimately like people ride motorcycles and to be able to do that in the places that we are going to be able to go racing. I think that's the, the, the key part that's going to get just the regular flipping through CBS and NBC, whatever it is, uh, and the casual fan that doesn't really know everything about Supercross motocross, it, it, it catch their attention. So, um, and then having the females involved in it and then just what it does for the, um, eco of the world, it's, it's a no brainer. So I'm excited to be about it for it, no matter who's a part of it. Um, uh, but definitely having you guys a part of it made it, uh, Thank made you. it, Thank made you. It and it's your, your vision is, I mean, it's, spot on i mean the way you look at things is really the way everybody should look at it it's not here to replace it's here to add to open doors to be able to to go race in places where you know you would get uh, a regular bike shot at within <laughs> yep. minutes i mean you know val and i were in, in miami beach not long ago looking at location and we pulled a couple electric bikes on the beach yeah and nobody was mad at us yeah it was and amazing no gonna, yeah, yeah no it's just a different environment like we saw cops going by and because we were not making any noise it was just like people were just like so cool and smiley it's just like you know just start your the bike behind you roger oh, it's like and yeah. you we are in jail yep. <laughs> yeah so it's 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 really an interesting concept and there's one thing that uh, people don't realize right away is how much fun it is to ride yeah you know it's like yeah. uh, riding an electric bike makes makes life so much simpler on the on the riding experience you you don't have to worry about anything else but the riding and yeah. I, I was riding my alta last night and i was like god this is amazing how much fun it is because you just have to turn the throttle it's point and shoot yeah yeah nothing in. else to do you know yeah, it's plug it in yeah so That's it's it. uh, you, you'll be you'll be amazed when we get you guys on on the ride bikes how much fun you have yeah yeah, yeah. i think josh did a you know, him riding that, you know, the bike and stuff, the Alta. And I think he was, you know, he wrote, he wrote that one too, right? The, it was the Alta. The, the Stark. Uh, the Stark. Yeah. Yes. Stark. But I think he wrote the Alta. Yeah. Yes. At, yeah. yeah straight rhythm. Yes. yes. That's when it, like it first, it, he first brought it up to me and then we had a little bit of stuff, you know, through seven, just conversations with those guys. But, um, 
Josh has done a good job at you oh, know he's promoting that thing and and promoter. yeah and like he does it naturally you know yeah. I I know Josh personally he was my teammate for a while so you know I know um you know it's authentic too you know exactly. like if he didn't no, like it's... it he wouldn't like it and I could tell he really did and so uh the bike looked cool like the bike looked cool and he definitely did a good job to make me like you know like oh that looks pretty good I want to ride that thing so uh but again the man behind the scene was this guy right here so I think that. Like I said, all all that you know, it's it's just an honor, and I think you know the the casual fan might not know how big of influence you've had on on all of us. And like I said, it's whether it's in public or behind the scenes, yeah, like you are, and you see this sexy French voice, and you're just like smooth, <laughs> smooth criminal. I don't know if he's smooth criminal, or smooth, but you know he's uh, smooth enough. But um, you know, it, it's Thank I definitely you, was in. You know, once I heard you was into this. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's been an honor to work with you all those years. You know, I've known you since you were a kid. You know, you you had my my first son on your lap when you were eight years old and we were <laughs> just uh, having fun around the MGM and all that stuff. So it was, a, it's, a, it's, it's good to be back here. You know, I mean, it's at the end of the day, this industry is very tight and uh, yeah. I think we don't forget. We, we don't forget the, the good people we work with. Yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just we we all part of each other's fabric in yeah. some ways. And at the end, at the end of the day, once again, it's like, hey, we want to do things together. Yeah. If we see a project that seems to be uh, progressive and opening the right doors, it's just like, you know, I, I was I was amazed how Roger was reacting to it and uh, even more amazed how you reacted. to Well, it you, you had me hooked back when Alta first, yes, first came around. Yes, so, we started that conversation years ago. Yeah. But know, it's like, crazy even how far it's come since then. Yes, um, yes, the, yes. The bikes, yes. And, and even since this whole thing started, uh, it, it's already progressed a ton. You know, I'm, I'm learning every day when, when I talk to you and, and, and Yanni and, and Valentina. Literally, I'm, I'm learning more about it every day, and it's changing that fast. Yes, so, and we have, we have unbelievable players ready to get in gear. I mean, like you, we know the brands yeah. like Harley Davidson, yep. like Honda, like, you know, Yamaha, they, they, you know, I mean, Stark is doing a fantastic job as we speak. They are introducing the bike to the world. And I can tell you that the vibe is phenomenal already. So it's, you know, we are in a good boat. It's going to be up to us to make it succeed, of course, because. Yeah. You know, How involved, um, like with Stark, like, are they really like in? like invested in moving forward like with this thing like i mean i seen you know the deal with you know josh and stuff but you know yep. some companies get into it and you know they want to do it but like are they still like heavily um, oh, yes. you know involved i mean I, we, we've had conversations with them you know roger has and and there was an opportunity for me to go over there they come down here but you know like you personally like I, I think you still being involved with it it probably answers my own question but they're they're in for the long haul to, to make this thing move forward. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're thinking so big. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's really, Stark is looking at, uh, electric motorcycle, like Elon Musk looked at, yeah. you know, electric cars and Tesla. So I think it's, uh, it's going to be phenomenal. As we speak, Josh is on a bike riding it in, in Spain, uh, Josh Hill. And, uh, most of the world press is testing the bike and the vibration coming back is amazing. Yeah. People are just shocked. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's just, yeah. it's good. It's what we need. We yeah. need to wake up our industry because really, 
the, the, the biggest practical thing for all of us is a noise reduction. We yeah. know how much the noise is an issue for all of us and uh, for motocross racing and riding. And uh, sadly, we haven't been very good at fixing it. You know? yeah. And uh, you know, I'm sure you had issues even here at your compound with the noise. Yeah. You know? I mean, luckily for us, um, we, when we got this place, I mean, we could build an airport out here if we wanted to, but that's just zoning. But, I mean, if you go back to the industry, like, you know, they, they do sound testing every week, um, you know, try to bring down the, the noise. And, you know, we went to uh, let it to unlet it fuel. Um, so the industry, you know, not maybe not knowing it has been somewhat kind of going in this direction, like, you know, just trying to do, you know, sound testing. And even like when you're inside of a supercross, a dome, like, you know, certain things, smoke, ventilation and all that. Yeah. So the electric uh, obviously solves a lot of those problems, um, you know, but I, I think I you know, when we, when I announced I was doing this, you know, a lot of people kind of took maybe, I wouldn't say issue, but they were kind of shocked that I would, you know, whether it was from the FIM involvement or, yeah. you know, the electric. And, and like I said earlier, like, you know, this, this isn't replacing anything. If you like riding two strokes, four strokes, like you can continue doing this. But what this is doing is giving the opening the door, um, to, to the opportunity to just expand motocross and uh, motorcycles in general. So, um, when, when I first heard about this, like, I didn't even think one bit about, you know, who was in like FIM or, or just, you know, our, the two stroke versus four stroke. I just saw it was a, it was a space and an opportunity for me to get involved in something that I felt like was, was, uh, what one exciting to me, but what the sport needed, like it was another way to grow the sport, whether it's been with seven, um, you know, the, the scrub, whatever it is, like yeah. everybody to have an opportunity to, to continue to change and evolve the sport. Um, it was just exciting. And, and then have the, a little bit of history that I have with, you know, being able to ride, you know, my, you know, my kids little, you know, uh, motorcycles at, at the house. Like I, I kind of know having a car that was electric. So I looked at it. It was like, you know, again, like let's, let's bring this in alongside, you know, two strokes, four strokes and, and all that. And I thought like, um, I really wanted people to, you know, embrace that and understand that, look, it's, it's a, uh, it's a new wave. It's a new opportunity not to replace, but to like evolve and, and continue to grow, which ultimately that's what we all want. And so, you know, the whole FIM and all that, people are like, ah, you know, why would you do that? You know? And, you know, I, it's, it's un, you know, unfortunate as that whole incident was like, I look at it at the end of the day, it was my fault. And it was my fault on this. And I say that because, you know, it was there, you know, it was there the whole, you know, uh, TUE not to yeah. jump in that subject, but you know, it's, it's frustrating and, and is things, the way things were done and, you know, on like the whole, finding out and all that like yeah it was frustrating and, and i could put blame and all that but i am like i do look at that whole situation is that like ultimately when i ride on a motorcycle any choice that i make it is my choice so you know i could sit here and be like well they did this and that they did that they did but at the end of the day like i could have stopped it i could have dumped something about it for it not to happen and then um you know so i don't look at i don't blame fim i don't blame anybody for it. so this opportunity moving forward with this, them being involved, it's just another, I just look at it as they're involved to, to make this thing happen. Like I would never let my own, you know, per, past histories and stuff dictate like what's best for 
you know, uh, myself, the, the industry and, um, you know, definitely moving forward. So it was a no brainer to me. I never even thought twice about the, that until the fans said something. And, uh, yeah. you know, so again, you know, having you involved, like the people that's, um, involved in this whole deal, it's me being a part of being an ambassador for this is, it's special. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. I think we all have questions on like, you know, how this thing is going to turn out and all that, but the concept and, and what, what it's there and what it has the uh, possibility to do, uh, not for just racing, but just motorcycles in general. Um, and you know, what's best for the world and all that. It's a, it's a slam dunk. So, you know, if we can, you know, I can work with you guys to help push that forward and bring the Bubba's World fans and just fans in general uh, alongside us. Um, it's a win. So I'm looking forward to it too. And and like I said, when you first brought it up to me, I was like, done, like do it, like do it. <laughs> and that's before I knew all that. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, it's getting there. I think we have a few races, three races this year, possibly. And yeah, yeah um, that was my biggest concern. Just the timeline. Um, to to start that first that first round which is what september yeah september 10 should be the first race in yeah. the swiss alps swiss right? alps yes yeah. on top of the alps actually that's crazy yeah yes places where they don't even want to they don't they don't even want to see a gas motorcycle yep. i mean like it's not even legal to race motocross you know pretty much anywhere and then we'll end the season in miami right Yes, to be confirmed, but it's looking good. And they had a great weekend last week, as we all know. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to be on the same scale, but it's, you know, we have to start you somewhere. Start somewhere. Yes, it's just, uh, it's, it's what's so amazing is like, uh, you know, to be, to be knowing that we can go in places like that. And, and the environment is going to be so so electric, no puns intended, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> uh, like we, we're going to be uh, connecting with people that we would be, it would be very difficult to connect Otherwise, you know, yep. and that, that that is for, you know, partners and other riders. Uh, we can have a, a complete different environment. You know, the the, the space is is, uh, is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when the normal fan or just, you know, uh, you know, person you tell, like uh, one of my neighbors is the uh, CEO of Hilton. Yeah. And, you know, we were playing golf and. And I, we were just talking about the podcast and stuff. And I, he was like, oh, yeah, what's going on? And I just brought up, like, yeah, you know, working on doing this, you know, formula, uh, not Formula E, but, you know, e-bike series uh, with those guys. And I briefly just explained it, like, yeah, the female, it's electric bike. And he was like, oh, really? Really? And, and again, like, you know, this guy is, you know, CEO of Hilton, you know, does his thing. Like, it's the first time I actually really talked to him and been neighbors <laughs> with him for like six years on there. And so it's not like he was, a, he's a friend, but not a friend where, yeah. um, you know, we have multiple conversations. And I remember like walking in my car and he walks, he basically tracks me down and says, Hey, um, that's really cool. Like, that's really cool. If you, if maybe Hilton or whoever, well, I, I would like to get involved with it. And that told me right there was just the fact that it was the female version of it. And then what, the um, you know, east side, electric side of yeah. things, it was a slam dunk to have him, you know, be that um, engaged in and want to be a part of it. And his biggest thing was the, the females, you know, just the opportunity to, you know, with the women and then, you know, the what's, you know, eco for the world and, and all that. It was like, yeah, that's something that we want to be involved in. And 
like I said, he knows who I am. You know, he knows if he wants to be a part of race team, I can you know, open up some doors for that. But, but he was, never asked you. He never asked. It was yeah, that. Yeah, and um, and but that, I think that was the business model to kind of start, right? Yes. Because it, it, it does check all the boxes for a, a corporate sponsor like that. And it's really what we're trying to do, you know, when we, we are brainstorming all together, is to try to bring new people. Because it's clear that, you know, the, the old sponsors, we, we know them all. It's yeah. like we have 10 good sponsors in motorcycle industry, and it's, uh, it's really like the same. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm looking at all the bikes, you know, and mm-hmm. you have and all the trophies you have in your house. And yeah, I'm we're like, all fishing in the same pond. Yeah, it's like the same. It's, we do a lot of recycling, yep. and I think we have a chance to bring new people to the sport. And maybe maybe they'll come to electric because it's a, it's a new approach, and then maybe they'll help the gas. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. The, the, the IC engine situation because they'll get excited by the sport. Yeah. You know, it's, it's totally possible. Yeah, it's like anything. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, it's like you wanna see a house, well, they gotta see the photos first, you know? Yeah. And I think this is just opening up the doors for them to get into the industry, to check out all the cool stuff we do have and, and, you know, what our sport is about. But you gotta get them there first. And I think this is, this has got them there. And it wasn't even what took me by surprise. It wasn't the fact that it was a budget thing because, you know, we didn't even talk about that. It was the fact that, just the concept of what it was made him want to be involved before he even knew anything else. So I look at that as like, okay, well, if we can, if I can get this guy to be interested into it, I know once he comes in and sees like what we do here at motocross and our whole family and all the racers and supercross, like, I know he's going to take part of that, you know? So I just got to get him to the door to look in and see all this cool stuff that we have. And, uh, you know, so that was, it was, it was, quite surprising how much um he was really into it so and then you know once you get into the details and it's a non-brainer but i think that was a, a, a eye-opening to me so it was like yeah uh, i think this is something um that might be pretty good absolutely and you know everybody's most of the people are reacting that way yeah you know, it's like when you tell them hey we're gonna have a race in aspen or in monte carlo i'm like that that's the kind of places we all dreamed of yeah. being you know in in some other re for some some other reason but it's just it's gonna bring new fans yeah we're yeah. gonna see people that we didn't see you know at a regular track and yeah. uh my experience being involved with the Paris Supercross for 30 years plus. Booba! Uh, yeah. I throw that out. Yeah. <laughs> Air horn. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we were able to bring different kind of fans when, because it was in the center of Paris. You know, we were getting a different crowd. And uh, the, the hardcore crowd crowd was still there. Yeah. But there was also a different crowd. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen with electric, but I think we're going to see a lot of different people, you know, willing to come and spend, you know, a couple hours watching our peers racing uh, compared to being too loud, too smoky yeah, and, yeah. you know, and all that stuff that, you know, it's, it's I mean, exciting to us, but not to everybody. So we have to be, we have to be facing that reality. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like, again, it's more about the, the, the opportunity and what the, you know, what you're watching. I mean, I think when we talk about that sports are too loud, well, I've been to a monster jam and those things are loud, but the whole family's there, you know, the kids, they got their, you know, earplugs on and whatnots, but 
then you go to Supercross and yeah, maybe the old lady don't want to go, you know? And I think this, this just has an, an, an opportunity. It's motorcycle, it's racing. And that's what we all like, no matter what kind of form of racing it is, like we all get excited to see that. So, um, I just think this crosses off a lot of boxes. And like I said, it's a, um, it's a win-win, um, for all of us. It's yeah. not like when, you know, the two stroke and four stroke ones replace another. We got long ways before that. And even if that was the case, like, well, it's happening. Whether, yeah. you know, we either embrace it and get behind it and and make the most of it and try to, you know, direct it maybe kind of the way we would like it to see of what fits into our sport. Or we can sit back and watch it just happen and have no control over it. So um, 99% of the people, when I mentioned it, they were stoked on it. They looked at it as an opportunity and oh that's cool James like you know that's exciting and you know I'm looking forward to it and and more questions about incitement questions about how and where and um you know when this thing was going to happen and then you got the one percent that is not negative it was just more they they love two strokes they love you know motorcycles and all that and and so I'm speaking (laughs) of that one percent like hey like you know it's not a replace it's it's all of it's uh it's a uh, another option too so you know when you go to a store you like to have options and this is one of them so um we're just and I think you know the fact that you've been rather quiet the last few years having you coming back as excited as as you are is is really meaningful no. You know, because you, it's not like you've been doing infomercials for like the last five years. You I'm know not Shaq. Yeah. You know, every time you turn on every other commercial, it's Papa John's and hey, by the way, you know, I can yeah. do that. You want that, but you know, not for sure. It yes. was, I, I definitely looked at that and, you know, I, I've for sure try to, you know, pick the things because, you know, being retired and, and, um, you know, where I'm at in life, like I knew if I wasn't like intrigued into it, it wouldn't last long, you yeah. know, um, you know, I, I love golfing and, you know, I love my kids. So that's it. And I think just this, have an opportunity to, when you guys brought it up and say, Hey, like, would you really not only like to be involved in this thing and, and have a team, but would you be an ambassador and speak on this? And not have to really think like, all right, like that sounds good, but like, would you really do that? Like, you know, like um, take away a couple golf sessions, all that. <laughs> but I was excited about it. And I knew, um, you know, I knew I wanted to be involved even from the racing standpoint. Yeah. And I just thought like to all the things that like just me and all the the people I can reach and, and just, you know, speaking and engagement, like it was, I was in. So a hundred percent, like it's, it's clear, clear to me that it's a place where you want to take your, your wife and kids, yeah. you know, and that, that, that means a lot to a sport, you know, like for yeah. instance, just a funny example, you know, I never been more excited than being at the top fuel starting line at the drag mm-hmm. race. Yeah. I don't want to take my wife and kids yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what Eyes I mean? Eyes burning and all that and heart beating. But You're like, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. But I'm not sure it's, it's uh, you know, a place where I want to take my family. Yeah. yeah. Know? So it's... Uh, yeah. Valentin, his first pitch to me was he wanted it to be a place that um, your wives could go and wear high heels. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Sign me up for that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go to that. You're getting married? No, no. no. <laughs> no. That's it. Why? New, breaking news. Breaking news. No. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's why I like, you know, even though like that's why Supercross does well, you yeah. know, it yeah. is, yeah. you know, you get a lot of celebrities there because it's inside and, uh, you can't wear high heels there. You know, it's not, you ain't wearing that at Unadilla. No. You know, you gotta be true moto, uh, moto fan, but one helps the other another one helps the other, you know, like it's all, you know, one, and just but, like this will, yeah, you just get options. So, you know, it's, 
you know, I, I don't even know why we kind of even harping on it. I think everybody was on board. I think it's more just, um, you know, people, they, they question what they don't know. Well, we're here to tell, tell you and, and introduce you to a, um, you know, new opportunity to. And there's a lot of things people don't know. Like, you know, obviously the biggest question with electric racing is you don't have a displacement. People are very confused about how you generate the power and uh, we have to keep, I mean, all of us, we have to actually detune it and make sure people understand that, you know, the, the fact is you don't have 450s, you don't have 250s, yeah. you, you have electric motors that uh, are, can be so unbelievably powerful. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, out of a 70 pound engine, I think they've been putting 300 horsepower, you know, like for those uh, electric supercars. And uh, it's just, you know, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, a, you know, a technical challenge you know, to, to make sure that you have fair racing. And a lot of people are very nervous right now in, uh, in, in the, the gas racing world because they're just afraid that suddenly you should, could show up at a, at a supercross or motocross race and uh, be having an unfair advantage. And, uh, you know, that's why, that's why we decided to create that, uh, electric only racing because we need to get the bikes better you know and it's going to be really like a test tube to get to get the electric motorcycle you know on a, on a different level and then time will tell but you know it's uh it's politically pretty charged there yeah you know, as far as getting uh a, an electric bike next to a gas bike yeah i mean anything if it's hard it's worth doing you know i don't think yeah. it's uh but we we know like the end result it could be pretty special so you know, I, I like how does just for the casual fan I know, but like how does it the the series? You know, this year is uh we're we're this new. So how yeah. do you in the next couple of years and stuff like how would the format work um, as far as like the classes, the females, and and I guess the, how many races that we want to have um, like moving forward? Like how does that kind of work? not too many, yeah. not too many. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> like a, no, we. I mean, the plan is to have eight to ten races no. within a couple of years, uh, basically everywhere in the world from Rio to, I mean, we've talked about having race in Greenlands because no. they would, they would welcome us, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, so it's, it's all exotic locations, uh, and, um, and places that mean something like yeah. the show kind of like, you know, what we've seen in, in, uh, in, the down, downhill racing for mountain bikes, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they choose a, a very hilly town yeah. and they, they race in the middle. We, we have the same opportunity and uh, the racing is going to be on, on two, two aspects going to be, an endurance type racing mm. to basically a traditional race, which we will drain the battery and kind of push the limit on a regular basis. And, and there'll be the, the main race would be more like a bracket straight rhythm style, cool. you know, with obstacle yeah. and with a relay male, female, uh, male, female will have equal time on the bike. Yeah. So, you know, not only you'll need to be on a good bike, you need to have a good male rider and a mm. good female rider. So yeah. that's, that's going to make a lot of stories. Yeah. You know, people like stories now. They just, it, it's not as simple as dropping the gate and, and 20 minutes of racing. Here we, we'll have, you know, when do we, do they rotate riders? Yeah. Which riders they've chose, you know, and all that stuff. So it's, a, it's a, on paper once again, because we're only talking about things on paper. On paper, it sounds like it's checking all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to have it on paper to even know where to start. Yeah. So no, that's, that's cool. And then, um, you know, me and Roger were talking in the garage about like just the, 
kids. It always seems like everything evolves back down to like, all right, Lang, so how can you get the kids involved? Like, you yeah. know, how they, they would do it. So now that that's cool. And, and I think, uh, I think Robbie, Robbie Madison yes. is part of it. Yep. Um, you know, and it's, there's 12 teams, right? Yes. Correct. 12 teams. That's, that's a max structure. We, I don't think we can go much bigger than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have 12 teams yet, right? Right now, do we? Not yet. Not yet. We, we may do the first season with eight teams. You know, right. we, we don't know yet. It's, yeah. it's going to wow. be, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's snowballing kind of, uh, at a, at a quick pace. You know, we, we have calls from a lot of companies, yeah, a lot say, of startups companies. Yeah, so. it, it doesn't sound like you can't get the team. It's about selecting the teams. And once you have one of those tickets yeah. to the Willy Wonka chocolate factory, <laughs> got to make sure you got it. So, no, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, the first one is in Swiss, as in Alps. Yep. And yep. the second one's where? Spain. 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 Right. Okay. The third one would be in U.S. Yeah, down here in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, who's... Anybody racing it like so far? There, we, we have a, we'll have a lot of very good riders interested. Yeah, I think yeah, I right think finding riders is going to be a problem. No, I've been hit up by a ton of people already. Yes, yes, it's a it. it's a lot of lot of people wanting to be part of it. I think we're going to need to find the the right you know the right profile is going to be a model guy that may have a little bit of off road ability mm. because it's not going to be as fast as moto you know, or as yeah. big the jumps to start with anyway. And so it's going to be somebody that kind of like a jack of all trades, somebody that's pretty comfortable, you know, like, like, like a Mike Brown was, you know, in his career, he could Downtown. jump. Downtown. <laughs> why you, you got to bring up Mike Brown? Yeah, yeah. Mike Brown yeah. was able Mike to Brown, go he... from Supercross to Enduro yeah. Cross to anything, you know, and yeah. he was, he, he had this uh, talent. He, he still has this talent of being able to, you know, master most of the motorcycle skills. Yeah, I was watching. He's in enduro cross. Yeah, he yeah. was. He won X Games in enduro enduro cross. So it's just like amazing what he can do. So you know, those kind of guys, I think, are going to be in a, in high demand. Uh, the hyper specialized rider that can only do supercross or only do motocross. They they're not yeah, going to be. Not going to be the. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to be the the right guys. You know, so I expect to see a lot of uh, uh, good top off-road guys you know more more than actually the motocross guys same with uh on the, on the women's side of things too yes absolutely yep absolutely they'll they'll need to be able to uh to um you know understand how to navigate obstacles and things like that so you know we, we'll see we'll we'll adapt we'll adapt to the, the terrain to what what is needed well me and raj gonna be there so we got a yes, lot of work Raj is going to be the team manager. I already told him. He's going to fit into it between shows. I do him anyway. He'll yeah, never yeah, show up. I saw him working on the bike. He uh, was doing yeah, good. He was, he was, he was like bike. natural yeah. with the, yeah. the tools, you know. So, yeah. Right over here. Yeah, just have to careful. be careful with the, the red wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah between I know. this, the podcast, Evan, you, Malk. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll be team manager of this too. Yeah. yeah. But I'm actually looking forward to it. I, 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 I think it's one of the reasons uh, Raj and I, we, we get along so well because we both are Swiss, Swiss knives of the industry. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That was Davey Don't Coombs give it called me like a Swiss that. knife yeah. a long time ago. So I'll give it to Davey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't. Well, I, I mean, certainly for me, I think, you know, just riding the, uh, the six and stuff, just having like five batteries and things like that is easier than what my dad had to go through, like a PW50, you know, and, Clutches. you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I can see the benefits from that, but I'm interested to kind of hear your thoughts. Like, 
you know, the all the benefits that, you know, I I know, um, but I think maybe the casual fan doesn't, you know, and kind of explain to them like it is, you know, I think once you get there and like I said, once you get to the door and you look in, like there's going to be a lot of things that you're gonna be like, oh, man, this is better. This is easier. This is, you know, this and this and this. So um, maybe I have explained a little bit of that so yes. from your your point of sure, view. Sure, sure. No problem. And it's funny because it's always come back to kids, as mm-hmm. as you said earlier. And my youngest son, you know, I put him on a peewee like we all did. You, you started mm-hmm. riding on a peewee. We all started to ride yeah. on peewees. And he, had, and he had a crash and he burned himself. And pretty much he was done. He didn't want to get back on a peewee. Yeah. And uh, I was bummed because as a moto dad, you want your kids to ride. And uh, at that time, which was about 15 years ago, they had released that new offset, you know, uh, mini electric bike, which was the first one on the market, you know. And uh, I got an offset. I put him back on it and he was back on the bike. They was done, you know. And I discovered at that time right away that the maintenance was virtually yeah. zero i mean you don't have filters changing oil and all that s- stuff that we we claim we enjoy but yeah. we don't yeah you know it's a and uh that was kind of like my opening door to to, to the electric world as a as a as a dad and the next thing i know is look at ktm with the 50 electric they they can't keep one in in the store i mean these the the maintenance aspect of electric is ridiculously low yeah you know you, you're still gonna burn tires you're still gonna stretch chains but out of that that's it it's it yeah, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, tightness uh, tightness spokes and yeah yeah i mean yeah. and if you like the maintenance then yeah. we can yeah, pick the other route too it's, it's just not buy a 1950 <laughs> triumph yeah and yeah. work on it all day long yeah. and we know in our world a lot of people likes to work on bikes yeah and nothing wrong with that you know i like to ride them I yeah, don't like to I'm work the same on way. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you know, and just thinking about it, like some of the things when you go to do something, like you think about like all the work that you got to do to do what you yeah. want to do. And, and then so, afterwards too. Yeah, yeah. You're like, it's not all right. I, yeah. It's fun. Of course, if I can go do what I want, like I would, everybody would do it. Yeah. It's everything that leads up to it you know, before and afterwards. So this just gives you an option to, you know, cut 90% of that out and then just to be able to enjoy that, you know, with the family and, and you just saying, <clears throat> excuse me, you just saying like, uh, the, the filters and, and all that stuff. Like, you know, my kids riding those bikes. I never even thought about that because yeah. I don't have to do it. You yeah. know? So I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, if they were riding a PW 51, they wouldn't be riding it where they are. Yeah. And then two, like, you know, I'm like, man, I ain't going out there right now. It's like, yeah, you got a battery it's charged up and they go like, you know, and we could ride in the yard. So for sure, I think that's going to be, uh, the part once you get into it, you see all the, the benefits and, and, and the stuff. fun aspect. I yeah. mean, and the fun aspect is linked to the fact you have less maintenance. Yeah. You know, less maintenance is more fun. And, uh, you know, you and I, we share that passion for cars and we, yeah. we, uh, we've been, you know, we've been having a lot of good cars in our life. And, you know, you always go back to one. Yeah. Because you like it better. Well, and what I've learned is the last five years, uh, I, they often go back to the Alta in my garage yeah. because yeah. I know she's always ready. Yeah. You know, she's always ready as long as I plugged it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the bike is, it, you don't, you don't get disappointed. There's no bad day with carburation or something that goes wrong. It's just like, frick, just works. Yeah. Know? And I think for the moms out there, like, I mean, imagine the moms being able to take the kids that are to the track and, 
and they don't have to worry about that. Because, I mean, part of it was, like, even when my mom used to take me, is my dad used to, all right, honey, I got filters, I got this, and I got that. Like, and, like, can you do it? Like, like now it's like, you know, hey, like, you want to go ride? Like, go ride. So, again, that's all the, the extras, the icings, the, the you know, the things that you benefit, like, once you get into it. The whole concept of, like, what in the totality of what we're doing it's a uh, it's a no brainer to me. It's just nice to be able to get into something, and there be all these benefits along with it that you don't think about it um, until you go do it. And those are the minute stuff, and whether it is a change in filter, whether it, whether it is the old lady can take the kids to the or you know she can go ride if she want to. <laughs> yeah. And then on on top of that, it's the fact that you can ride in yes. places um, like you you can ride it in my neighborhood. You can do that. So. Um, it's just exciting to be a part of to to do it at this level. Um, it's that's the 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 cool part for me to be able to watch this series and and try to evolve this thing on a worldwide stage. Um, you know that's the exciting part. But as far as just electric motorcycles and that whole concept, like that's a that's gonna happen anyway. Um, yeah. You know, and that's slowly happening now to bring it to a whole new audience. I think that's what our job is, and and you know to create this. Um, you know this these events and and get sponsors and all that stuff involved that's what we get to do and have fun with it so um i'm definitely looking forward to that but yeah when you look at the everyday and you know the benefits of that it's a no-brainer so we're just the messengers here you know, you know we're gonna tell people you know how much easier it is and look at stasic and the ktm 50 i mean they've been been enormous success and uh you know i don't think those kids are gonna you know they're going to be looking forward necessarily to be on a, on a gas bike. Maybe they'll, they'll adapt to it and be happy with it. Maybe yeah. they'll become two stroke fans, four stroke fans. But the fact is they'll remember how fun it was when they were kids yeah. on, on their Stasic or electric uh, 50. Yeah. I mean, and as you get older, I mean, life changes. Like you start doing stuff for your kids and stuff. And I don't, I mean, as much as I love the two stroke, I still love it to this day hearing it. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to enjoy stuff as a family or go out and watch other kids and families like when everybody can ride and then it's not wearing on dad or mom to try to make that happen. And, and the kids, all they remember is being able to ride, like you said, and in, in bonding as a family. So just the, um, you know, anything in our sport to make that happen, whether it is electric bikes, gas bikes or motocross gear, whatever that is, that's our job to, you know, make things easier and to when it's easier and you can have fun at it, that brings more people and, and, and involvement into yeah. it. So um, now to what we're doing is, is obviously creating more opportunities to do what's easy, you exactly. know, more in more different places. But like you said, we're the messengers on it. Like it's going to happen whether, you know, yes, it, exactly. whether we're involved in it or not. I think it's 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 cool to be able to have the say and be like, hey, like maybe you should check this out, you know, and then and, and really believe into it, which we do. Um, that's that's the fun part about it. So yeah, just pay attention. It's happening. It's not here to take out, you know, the other brand or the world, but it's happening and and give it a chance because if you ride an electric bike, you'll have fun. Yeah. And it's what matters. If fun is just the, the only thing we care about at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing everybody else smile and <laughs> Yeah, it is. So, no, that was awesome. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing some great things. So, well, it's going to be good.
it's gonna be good and Magic i wheel. a little dozed off right there because i was thinking about like oh i kind of go on a ride right now so uh but it was good but it was it was awesome having you on the um eric it was uh you know like i said everything i said i meant and to be able to do this just is opening up some more doors and and um you know kind of leading down the avenue that is the first for me and so that's exciting to be able to you know be a part of a you know a, not only be a part of a sport but to have real involvement of how you know things grow and 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 with this sport and, and yanni and roger and all of us to to, to go down this avenue so it's gonna be fun and and yeah we'll get started here in the alps so it was a pleasure <laughs> having you on and then, um, thank you so much for the hospitality it was a Great yeah. pleasure being here with you. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Um, and once again, I want to thank my guest, Eric Pernard, the man right here. And, um, you know, we'll see you guys here soon. We'll be right back. What's going on, guys? You know who it is. It's your boy, James Stewart. You see this bike? It's pretty, ain't it? A Bubbles World replica. Right now, it's mine. You want a chance to win it? If you do, make sure you go with Motorsports Curated. Follow their Instagram page. Make sure you follow everybody they follow. Bring three of your friends that have a chance to win this thing. Because right now it's mine, but it could be yours. Go check that page out and enter to win. Hey, guys, we're back. Man, that was good to have Eric on here. It's so yeah. cool to see him. Um, That's the first time I really, like, spoken to him, like, I guess, outside of a racing setting. You know, besides this deal, obviously, but... um. It's, I guess it, it seems like a lot of people with Davey and, and even Daniel, um, it's probably the first time I really talked to Daniel, but it's like, I'm talking to people the first time, like, cause I'm not racing. So it's like a natural, like there's no, you know, just an easy conversation. And it's like, no, I, mean, yeah, cool. I think it's weird for them too, because it's yeah. the first time they're talking to you yeah. not racing. So there's we dating the first time yeah. dating. We just met. Yeah. Photo looked as good as it did on there. Default was all right. Yeah. But no, it was good. You can't. Thank him again for coming on here. And uh, yeah, that's about it. But before we go, let's, you know, we got to do, we got to pick the outdoors like we did for Supercross. And, you know, your title pick, my title pick, I'll be right. You know, but All right, who, so what, yeah. what do you got? I can't believe Dungey's coming back, bro. I, I, I thought he was making coffee. The first time I, I heard it, all I thought of was like getting the phone call from you. Like, hey, I want to come back. I want to race. I'd be like, I got to go. <laughs> I mean, that's what you thought about when you that's that, when like I heard that, that. That's what I thought of. I send no signals to you that I would actually make that phone call. No, no, I didn't think you would, but I was like thinking I, if I did get it, what would I do? And I would probably, you would hang up. I would probably. Hang I would up. hope you would hang up. I was yeah. like, dude, you'd be like, I'm flying down there right now, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna go sit in Kokomo Road, Hain City, and you're just gonna sit in that heat like I did when I was shooting this commercial, and that made me go there. Nah. No, I'm good. And it was hot this morning. Yeah, it was hot. It was How about hot. like instead of me coming back, I'll just come back to a race and maybe just talk and maybe announce one of these things. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe do that and see if we can work that out this year. I'll so, pick up the phone for that. All right. All I'll right. Pick up the phone but that. yeah, I was surprised with Dungey. I was surprised. I was surprised, but I wasn't, you know, because he's he's been rotting, um, you know, like he still looks in shape. You know, I think that's the thing. When you retire and you start getting skinny again and you used to be a racer, they think you're like, oh, you must be oh, racing. Want to come back. Yeah. I appreciate all that, people. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, James look good. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, I like thank you. Yeah, I like thank you. Yeah, James. Fat James, you knew. You ain't, James, you ain't Fat James didn't have to make that question. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Like, I, I don't know what the hell like, is going to happen. But it wouldn't be surprised. I would not yeah. be surprised if he did what Ryan Dudgey does on there. Um, so that should be good, but 
You got Eli. I think there's a lot of questions going into it because Eli's somewhat hurt coming off the title. Last year, last time he did that, he had a rough season. Um, I guess he, he wasn't the Eli we thought after he won the title, but he wasn't hurt back then. Um, and then Cooper's out. Caroli's coming. Uh, Roxon's coming back. He's coming back. He'll be at the outdoors. Did you see his? Uh, did you see his message? Oh man, I, I sent them off like a while. I told you I found the problem when he was under the desk. <laughs> That's cool. He's coming back. Like, is anybody like? How is he? Like, have you spoken to him? Have you seen anything from him? I saw him at Salt Lake. He was stoked on the mascot. He thought that was cool. What were you saying? Uh, that see what? See. You said, did I see something the, from the, Roger? The Instagram post. So, quick. Oh, did you see the message that, uh, that so, Kenny Yeah, posted? to quickly Can sum you pull it up? up? Yeah, quickly sum it up. Uh, many people out there thought or think I was and am done, and I will never be the same. What's crazy about it is I almost believed it, almost F you and F that. I will, I will be back at the highest level of racing. I do not give a flying shit what anyone thinks about my opinion. About my opinion, you can either support me or go kick rocks for all I care. I have made up my mind and no one can tell me otherwise because I believe that's how it's going to be. It may take some time, but I'm okay with that. I've done it before and I will do it again. I am not done. Sorry for the language, but not not really. really. Ah, damn. Damn. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think like, well, he's contradicting himself by saying he doesn't care, but he's writing his letter <laughs> on there. And, you know, I think like, ah, like, if I, if you, if I wouldn't have saw this, I'd have been like, all right, maybe, well, maybe he's back. You know, I think the, I think if you'd have been more silent coming into it, just let, you know, the rotting do his thing. But I think like when you start doing this, I think you almost are, you're trying to convince yourself and you're trying to convince other people. And I just never ends well. You know, I think if you believe it, then like make everybody else believe it. Like it, the fact is, if Kim went out one first race, nobody would think any different. Like they would think, oh, it's cool to have him back. He's done that before. It wouldn't be surprising. Kim went out. He won A1. Yeah, but a lot too. Yeah. If Ken went out the first race, got 10. He wouldn't be surprised by that either. He's coming back off like all that. So I guess why even put the pressure on yourself to say all this stuff? And I think the key part of that sentence is when he goes, it might take a while. So as I see it, I'm like, you're saying you're going to come back and do all this stuff, but you're also giving yourself a little bit of an out by saying it might take a while. So expect me to be back, but don't expect me to be back in a sense. I just... Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I I don't think he needed to say that. And I think that's more of a trying to convince, convince himself and others right. on there. And I don't think that ever ends well. Like, if you're not doing it for your own self, then, you know, everybody else shouldn't matter. Part of it, right? It shouldn't matter what the, everybody else thinks. But the fact that you let just let others make you write this post and all this stuff, like, just shows a little bit of weakness to me. And just come out and just do your thing. Like just beat that ass. You ain't racing the fans anyway. So unless all the riders are saying that, like they're saying that, then like, why does it really matter? Like on there, the fans, they love you. Like, shit, I love you. Like we all love you. We want to see you back. And the people that talk crap, like they're going to talk crap once you win anyway. Once you win the first race, they're going to be like, ah, see, you got to wait to the, 
you're going to do this and you're going to fade. And when you don't fade, they're going to be like, oh, just give it a little longer. You don't have to win the title. And they're going to be like, well, Eli or whoever wasn't there, like they'll never, they'll never satisfy him. So like that point, this post is just opening up way many doors and questions and, and just showing, I think, riders and other people, maybe a weakness um, for people to, in order to talk to people that you can never satisfy anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it just sucks, you know, sucks. Been there, done that. Many times I wanted to click that Instagram, say this and that. It never ends well. And the main thing is you're talking, you're trying to convince somebody else. That to me is like you're not convinced yourself. I think we kind of skimmed over the Caroli thing, but how do you see that going? I don't know. He's like Dungy to me. Like he retired yeah, too. Same. He retired like the uh, the year the old people are in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought about it, but now I ain't think about it that long. Yeah, Caroli's back, 10-time world champ, I think he is. Dungy. Dungy. Champ. Roxon, champ. He beefing on Instagram. <laughs> you know, no webless. We webless yeah, this yep. year. No, yeah, webless. Kubrain's McGrath filling in for Wilson. A filler. Savachi. Uh, he might be up there every once in a while. I don't know how he health-wise. Like, yeah. When you have a knee... Oh, I don't yeah. know how long he's been riding yeah. and how, how how where he's at right now, but uh, but he did gel well with that Cowie back when he did ride for them. I felt like he had a couple of decent rides. I heard they were going to yeah. sign Anstey, but yeah, Jason didn't want him on the team. Yeah, I mean, I was good back when I was good. I mean, see, I didn't know that it was a not a agreement between. Anderson and yeah, I think they got beef from like way back, like amateur days when Anstey was here. Yeah, oh, it's about you and beef. Jason got beef with everybody. Well, there was also that rumor that Anstey, I don't know where. Oh, Anstey, him and yeah, yeah from like way like back. Said, Jason got beef with everybody. That Anstey was supposed to, if he didn't get a ride here, he was either gonna go back Did to he? the GPS or something. Yeah, hmm. I don't know where he's gonna end up. Did he go back to GPS? Not yet. I mean, we don't know. Does he get a ride? No, not here. Going. Oh, not that anything's announced. Um, it's funny, like, like you like, I ain't gonna do this, I ain't gonna do that. And people are like, all right, like, cool, I ain't gonna make. Oh, I'm, you scared? You gonna go back? Like, I mean, you either get one, you don't. Like, it ain't that. Like, it's blasting on Instagram. Like, it's goddamn fly talking shit over here. <laughs> Sorry, we got Plessinger back. Yeah, AP. Yeah, I think there's. I mean, the outdoor season. There's a lot of like question marks. I think it's going to be about like what others don't do that allows these others to do what they do. Like, it's not like, I mean, Dylan, I think he'll come back in. And I mean, who knows? He maybe pick up from dominating, but I would have to think he, I, but I also think, man, like my dad told me this a long time ago. Once you quit once, you can quit again. <laughs> That's just truthfully. And I'm not saying this because of Dylan, like, you know, like, and shit, I might pick him again to win Supergrass title or, or top three. But I just think, like, it's, you gotta have more fight. Like, you gotta have more fight. Like, uh, you know, like, more fight. And I'm saying that from a guy who, like, somewhat, you know, gave up, like, in there. Or I wouldn't say gave up, but, like, when I, when Washugo, <laughs> there was something that clicked in me. And I was like, I, I, you know, I can't. And it was, that was it. That was it. So I feel like watching him roll around in those whoops at A1, like, I saw it. Like, I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And you just saw that happen. But at least, like, but in 2021, 
he would have bad races. He was starting back at pack and come up. Like he would get go down the first corner and come up like on there. He didn't do none of that this year. Like, so that's a difference right there. So even going into the outdoors, you saw the speed and you saw how good he was. Like, you know, last year's supercross season. So him winning outdoors is like, all right, well, the guy was fighting. Well, this year, like, I mean, he was hurt, obviously, but like, there's a few times that we just like, ah, he just kind of gave up. But so I gotta think he's just been in Tallahassee the last month. Yeah, just grinding outdoors. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. What happens like if Eli goes on a win? Like he starts dominating. Or Jason's good, right? And let's say he has a bad couple of races. What happens then? Like you gotta, goddamn fly. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. It's really bugging me. I do stink. But but what happens, like, if he goes on a, um, you know, Eli is winning or whoever is winning and he's struggling first couple of races, does he fight through it, like, on there? He's, or he's does he the number one play. I think it's mindset's yeah. different in outdoors than his probably was in Supercross. I mean, he's got the number one play. I mean, of course, you're going to show up with that and all that, but mindset the only person mindset that i would say that can maybe flip that switch was michael lessie michael lessie really did have a different <laughs> mindset between supercross and motocross and if you could I physically see it probably pretty nah i mean you, uh, that was that would if that was the case and i'd be like well dylan never win a title outdoor supercross title like and dylan would never believe he can win that because his mindset he's an outdoor rider i don't think it's that i think i mean he's a damn champion um I just think like if you if you show weakness, you show an opportunity and you do roll over, then it can happen again. Like I think it happen again. Not saying it will, and I hope it don't. But it wouldn't be surprising if it does. And like you know, you can tell yourself that, and you can tell yourself like I'm sit back here and do that. But I think he worked his butt off to go to the Supercross season too. Like I think he was working hard for that too. What happened? Okay, so with all that said. Ooh. I'm picking Dylan Wayne Outdoors. Oh, you just said- I just say I'm just kidding. I just threw that in. I wanted to pull a rocks in on you. Want to say all this I'm stuff. I'm picking Dylan to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I think Anderson. Mm, I'm gonna go with that too. Yeah, no, I, I like just that we have different picks. So yeah, you go with Jason. That's well, good pick, but yeah, I, I Dylan, mean, money's on you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's open. It really is open. But I, I do believe, like, um, I think Jason has an opportunity. Carrying to, momentum. Yeah, but I also think he... Never won a race. He's never... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Dylan never won a race until he won out their title last year. He was a rookie, but uh-huh. I, you know, it, sometimes it's got to happen, and then it happens, you know? Like, I think if anybody can, I think he would, but I'll, I would say, out of all the people, like, that hasn't won a race, like, do you feel like that's going to hurt him? Do you think he could not win the title because he hasn't won a race? Uh, or do you think he no, could not win I mean, the title because, like, he might make mistakes and he might not be the fastest, but... I guess some people you'd be like, if you put him in that situation, do you think he can handle it? That's that's where it really comes down to it. Usually guys who haven't won races now to end up winning the whole thing, it becomes like, can they sustain and handle being the guy? And I think we all agree that Jason can handle that. Like he's I think he learned in the end of the season because he was pretty fast at the beginning of the supercross season, but then kind of had some 
off races where you either go down or you know, bad get, luck. Get, yeah. Bad luck. Get into it with someone. And then I think he finally figured out like, Hey, if I, if I, if I'm going to make this work, I got to put these things together. And you know, he, well, the last four in a row, if you watch Jason, um, throughout the whole year, Jason wrote the same all year long. Like Jason didn't have an up and down supercross season. He wrote the same. Like he, like when he won the race, when he lost the race, it looked the same. What he did do was Jason was racing emotionally. It's kind of like what we saw with Malcolm growing. You, you kind of forget what, what you're doing. Forget that. Oh, dude, I'm only three points out of this title. Like on there, I have a chance to do that. I think Jason was still racing in that mindset of like trying to prove to himself and everybody else of like, I'm back. Like, you know, sometimes you got to come into the season and just be fast to let everybody know like you're back. That's step one. That's a win. And then you got to win a race and then, and then you can start like, okay, being there and being consistent to fight for a title. But those mindsets are different. And I think in the beginning part of the season, Jason was fast. He was winning. He was threatening to shoot all y'all. And when he got into it with Malcolm and, and those guys, I think he was still in that mindset of still proving uh, to himself and everybody else that he belongs and he really has a title um, fight because Jason didn't have off races. Like he didn't like, it wasn't like a race. He just got seventh and he was there. He, he was winning the race and took out and somebody took him out and he had those. But um, I think at the end of the part of the year, like he realized, he realized that, that he basically lost the title because of what he did. And I think he just sewed that up and instead of getting into it with guys, I mean, he would just wait or whatnots and bad luck, good luck. And I think he just finished out the season exactly the way he rode all year. Um, he just stayed out of trouble. So I, 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 again, I think the only thing that changed was just him recognizing where he was and, and the long-term goal, the super, the trying to win the title. So, but he didn't, he didn't fluctuate. He wrote the same, he wrote good all year long. So going into the outdoors, um, I think he has an opportunity to, to win this. Um, I think he sees there's a little bit of weakness with Eli with him being hurt. Um, and Eli won that title. So somewhat he's a little full. So maybe he might not be as hungry as Jason is to try to get that first victory. And yeah. I think the other guys that he's racing with, I think Dylan's showing that he possibly can, you know, bow down if things are going, um, you know, wrong, even though maybe that's unlikely with number one play. It's a possibility. So if you start attacking him and getting him down, like there might be a chance he might, you know, roll over a little bit. Um, and then who else you racing with? What do you think about Sexton? Yeah, I, I think mean, he'll be the same this year as he was last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he might be like, yeah, I mean, it, it, you, it's hard to when you watch guys and you're like, you know, you you start you start picking reasons of like, what, what, why wouldn't he do it? Because like we all think that it's not like he can't do it. You know, not like he's fast enough. But it's all the intangibles the like of like just finish it and off. And I, I personally think like like I didn't he didn't get better this year. Um he could have won races last year too. Um I but, still think he's gonna have a Yeah. And I think that part's like you know, didn't so up even the last couple of races, I mean he he was back on the podium, but it wasn't like it yeah, it wasn't like a um you know, like in just okay, now all the mistakes are gone. Like, he's just uh, solid. You can pick him every week and he's solid. Um, maybe he'll figure that out during outdoors um, this year. But 
until he sews that part up, like I, I think it would be hard to pick him for a title because yeah, it's still going to be there. Like he's still going to be some up and down like races and 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 stuff. So you want he did win Washougal. I was trying to remember which one he won. I mean, he won uh, Paula the first year too. Yep. You know. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, he was winning the first race. Yeah. Um. Too, or he was coming the the thing in any about speed. Um. Ain't about speed. I I just think it's like some more like everything else that's happening. So, um, would I be surprised? Like, no, but I'd be surprised. So yeah, I think that's with ev- with a lot of them. Dungey, Crowley, Sexton. You'd be surprised, but you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think um, maybe fatherhood, making coffee. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe those things changed him. But I also think like certain people's mindset of, of anybody that's coming back out of retirement, I think he has the right mindset because of how he is as a person. He's never been too. I mean, I've known Dungy for a long time. And he's emotional, like we all are, uh, but he, he's not a he's not an up and down like racer. Like he's not like a first and then a tenth guy. <clears throat> he's not emotionally bound, like you know, driven like where it can just affect him. So the way he rides, he's most podiums like ever. Him and Chad and like that, he's very consistent, even keel. So right. I. Like, I would not be surprised if he was just, like, there. Be because of, like, the way he is on there. I don't think him being gone away from not racing takes away from what made Ryan, Ryan, if that makes sense. Like, I think what made Ryan was just just there, you know, just consistent, you know, a good foundation. Um, What made James Stewart, me, was lack of fear you know like um, i'll die trying a fast speed well that goes away um that goes away and it doesn't always work yeah it doesn't always work but like the first thing has to be is like i gotta be willing to go out there and die for it like just continue trying and and that's how i raced well i think ryan like even though he was committed the same way i was he also was um you know just just i guess built differently in there like that wasn't his mo- his right. motto it wasn't a speed thing it's just like he wants to be there he's going to try and give it his hardest so um i think of all the people like it that could unretire i mean i wouldn't even put ricky in that i wouldn't even put chad in that category like yeah could you go do it like yeah they could 100 percent um but i do think like ryan i um, almost put the other ryan in that category too with, with dunge Villa? No, I wouldn't put I put I wouldn't put him in there either because Ryan was he was a killer too. Like I mean, don't don't let that little redhead fool you. He was a killer. He wanted to he would throw away a race to beat you like on there. Well, I don't think I'd ever seen Ryan do that. Like Dungey, I don't I've never seen Ryan like throw away a race because he just wanted to beat you. Or like Villa, Chad, um, you know, uh, Ricky, myself. Like I. You know, f this, fuck this, I die. I ain't gonna let you win. I would like it's better than like neither one of us win. Where Ryan was never like that, um, and that's not a knock. That's just you know, just how who he, he how he was. Um, a lot of people like that. So, um, I don't. I just think of all of us old guys retired. Like he would be, he could be the one that does it just because of that. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch. Either oh, I know, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm I'm pulling for him. I'll tell you that. Like I, I mean, too. I I'm excited to see him. Yeah. So obviously you're not coming back. 
But yeah. I'm, I'm racing the E series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, an E series. I gotta be a team manager or something. I could do something. Yeah. Uh hypothetical. If you had to looking at the schedule, if you had to go back for one, what would it Butts be? Butts Creek. Butts Creek. Butts Creek. Butts Creek or Red Butt. But Red Butt, sometimes it get too hot there. And the track be it wears on. Even though it's fun. Butts Creek. Not Millville, huh? Hell no. Nah. I love Millville. I love the people. I love them sandwiches. I remember getting tired there a lot, <laughs> so I'm gonna go there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna sh- I come to Butts Creek this year. Mm. Maybe all right, Butts Creek. Maybe I'll talk. Maybe I'll race. I don't know. Oh. I, it's the 20th year anniversary since yeah. the the scrub or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, close to that. Yeah. Fifty years of yeah. I mean, fifty years of like I said, five out of four people ain't good at math. So maybe my years are off. Like 2003 <laughs> is 2022. Isn't that like 20 years on something? it's 20 it's close enough right yeah yeah all right guys that was cool that was cool so butts creek um i don't even think i picked my championship or i picked uh, anderson anderson Anderson. i'm gonna leave it like that because i wasn't really committed into that so i'm committed to mine okay i'll commit commit to jason watch and you got anderson i got anderson as well i mean uh, is it like wrong the camera guy like What's that saying about me if I pick with him? Even though he picked it. Yeah, he, he picked, picked Jason. It, yeah. He does. You should have picked All right, him. all right. He's there. You guys want insight than that. But nonetheless, that was good. I miss you guys. That was fun. I got to thank my guests again, having Eric Pernard on there. We, we're doing some exciting things, people. Hope you guys get in tune behind that. It's going to be a lot of uh, updates here soon. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about and get done. So until then, we'll see you next time. Raj, good to have you back. You ain't going to the outdoors this year, so you, yeah, I'll you, be, we plan I'll on be seeing him, him and his mascot, yeah. whatnot. You're going to see Cole back more, him and the bird. He'll be back here, inside joke. Ha, ha, ha. All right, people, we'll see you next time. But that was it from Bugs World, episode number six. Have a great weekend, or whenever it is. Have a great whatever you have. Until then, bye.